Welcome to episode 36 of Expresso Babe, and joining me is a man from the 1700s who claims he's not a vampire, he's afraid of the sun, and he hates garlic. He's also as anal about grammar as he is on the English language. It's Lee. I'm still not a vampire, but it's a pleasure to be here, Mr. Callum, and thank you for everyone who's already watching, and thank you in advance to anyone who's going to listen once this episode is published next week. Exactly. So, I suppose we'd better start off with how have you been, sir? I've actually been very good. I'm now debt-free, so it's... Yes, that is very exciting. exciting. Yes. Yep, you're no longer paying off a portion of your wages each day to your ex, basically. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Or to have had paid for her holidays, which is great fun for you, I'm sure. Yes. So before we go into this week's riddles, Callum, was there anything you wanted to talk about? Oh, um, no. I do have something that I thought you might find rather interesting, though. Do tell me. And ever so slightly disturbing. So... How familiar are you with public domain? A little bit, yeah. So effectively, when you create something or when you write something, it's copyrighted to you. You earn it for X amount of time. When that copyright runs out, it's then public domain. Anyone can use it. There's no copywriting issues. Anyone can just have at it and do whatever they want with it. Okay. Within the last uh, few months, few weeks, one thing that's entered public domain is Winnie the Pooh. Oh, yeah. You've heard about this, have you? Yes. So it's been doing the rounds on the internet. A lot of people will have heard of it. Some of you may not. There is an upcoming film called... (laughs) I have to say this seriously. No, I can't. Um, Called Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Now, this is a horrible, horrible idea, and they're going with it, apparently. It's a slasher film. That's right, they are turning Winnie the Pooh into a slasher movie. (laughs) I've done a little bit of research because I felt I didn't want to come into this completely empty-handed, and... The premise is that Christopher Robin went to college. Yeah. And during that time, because when he was visiting the Hundred Acre Wood, he'd come and play with his friends and he'd bring food and so on and so forth. Yeah. As he grew older, the uh, visit started to die down. And then when he left college, obviously, he wasn't there at all for the time he was there. Yeah. During which time, apparently, Winnie the Pooh and Piglet have gone entirely feral. (laughs) And amongst other things, killed and eaten the other members of the Hundred Acre Wood. (laughs) And are now setting about everyone else. Which is entirely disturbing as a concept, so thank you for ruining our... Um, childhoods. Our childhoods to the uh, producer day. of this, yep. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, though, on the topic of uh, public domain, the Winnie the Pooh, because I checked the trailer, the Winnie the Pooh and the Piglet in the trailer, because Piglet's about as well, Yeah. he's gone psycho too, um, look nothing like the Winnie the Pooh you'll be familiar with. It's because they're not allowed to. It's because they're not allowed to, and they're not allowed to because... The Winnie the Pooh that we think of is belongs to Disney. Yeah. So even though Winnie the Pooh itself is in public domain, the Disney showing, the Disney version, the Disney format, still is still Disney. owned by yeah. Disney. So you won't see the jolly great big yellow thing in the red top going around eating people's brains. But it's horribly disturbing, and I'm going to be honest, I'm not going to be watching it. You can watch it then. You know what, how I feel about horror movies. I They're will, a bit disturbing. I'll, I'll do a review of it. <laughs> Go for it. Entirely bet it's going to be awful, and I entirely bet everyone's going to watch it because of the uh, outrageousness of turning Winnie the Pooh into a slasher. Yes, that is pretty intriguing. Oh, it's shocking. Anyway, as you said, Callum, we'd better move on to our riddles because we've been putting them off long enough. We have. Do you remember what my riddle to you last week was, sir? Because I keep forgetting it, but I think I remember it now. I know my answer was feet. <laughs> it was like one falling but never breaking. We each follow the other. One falling but never breaking, one breaking but never falling. 
Oh, I guess feet. I you did it. guess feet, and uh, feet is miles off. Uh, the answer, sir, if you've have you had further time to contemplate, do you know what you think it might be? The only other thing I'd have said is carpet. Night and day. Oh. Daybreak and nightfall, sir. Damn. That's a clever riddle. It's a good one, isn't it? Yes. Um, would you remind me of your riddle to me? Uh, yeah. Okay, mine was, I feel your every move, I know your every thought. I'm with you from birth and I'll see you when you rot. When you rot. What am I? I said a skeleton. You did, and that's wrong, sir. Oh. It is your reflection. Oh. Okay. I don't really get how the riddle makes sense, but that was the answer. Yeah, okay. <laughs> We'll go with it. I mean, that, that was the answer. I didn't get it. I think a skeleton makes more sense. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Anyway, that being said, I think we should get on to next week's riddles. I think we should. So, if seeing as I started with this riddle, shall I start or would you like to kick us off, sir? Uh, I'll kick us off. It's quite a short riddle, sh- short and sweet. I can be a member of a group, but I can never blend in. Be a member of a group, but I can never blend in. What am I? Definitely not a chameleon, then. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, I will put my mind to that and give my answer at the end of the podcast. My riddle to you, Mr. Callum. And I found a rhyming one again. You did. Are you ready? I'm ready, sir. I can be quick and then I'm deadly. I am a rock shell and bone medley. If I were a man, I'd make people dream. I gather in my millions by lake, sea and stream. Uh, one more time? One more time. Are you ready? Yes. I can be quick, and then I'm deadly. I am a rock shell and bone medley. If I were a man, I'd make people dream. I gather in my millions by lake, sea, and stream. Good, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll think about that and definitely not have an answer by the end of the podcast. Of course you'll have an answer. <laughs> I have faith in you, sir. So, that being that, Callum. Yes. I think you'd better hit me with your hypothetical, because we had a good one last week. That was fun. You're living in Canada, and I'm living in South Russia now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, I've got one. Okay, good. If the entire world yes. was hit by an EMP... Right, okay. Electromagnetic pulse. Yep. Yes. What effect do you think that would have on like the current society, and what would happen from this? And okay. I, and I did put a week-long time frame on this, so it would last like a week. So everything's knocked out for a week? Yes. Okay. Because you could do years, but then... No, you choose the time frame. It's your hypothetical. You're telling us what's happening. Yep. We'll go with it. Well, I basically think it would basically... Basically. (laughs) Basically. Basically, what I'm saying is it's basically the world would be screwed. Now, I think it would kind of like go back to the dark ages in senses of... You'd have no communications with the rest of the world. Correct. So if you're like governments around the world, you're thinking... Who the impeders? So you everyone would be throwing the blame at each other. Mm. So I reckon maybe wars could break out or disputes, but not only that, I think the death toll would be massive. Because you think planes, electronics, they would go down. True. Um, think the hospitals, all them shenanigans. Maybe that's what we need. Just hospital shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard a hospital refer to what they do as shenanigans. <laughs> We shenaniganly save people. <laughs> yes. Yes, that, that's uh, slightly disturbing, but okay, but yes. And also, the more common things like telephones. Yep, they You technically out. have no communication with Correct. anyone other than if you writ letters. Wrote, but yes. Wrote. He's told you anal about grammar and <laughs> English language. <laughs> if you write people, wrote people letters, sorry. Ryan. That says prawns. That says planes. Oh! I thought that said prawns. <laughs> 
But altogether, I think uh, another war would start. Well, interestingly enough, it is actually something they're talking about. Not an EMP per se, but solar flares. Yeah. Because if we got... We've had it before. We had it before in the early 1900s, late 1800s. Remember that, yep. <sighs> Peasant. Mm, you're wrong. No, it was a genuine thing that happened. We were hit by a massive solar flare. And the world wasn't quite so reliant on, on electronics at the time. But things happened like people would get electrocuted by telegram machines, things caught on fire, yeah. all the telephone lines, yeah. things, things melted, yeah. um, so on and so forth. And there is talk in the scientific communities that we could be getting a large or very large solar flare coming up in the nearest future. Oh. Yeah, it's a, genu- it's a genuine possibility. It's something they're genuinely thinking about. Part of the good news, for anyone who is concerned about it, is a lot of things like data are mostly protected in lead-lined yeah. vaults in places. There are servers that are protected. Everything wouldn't be lost. So your bank accounts wouldn't all suddenly read 0000, 000, 000 forever. Yeah. Um, not all data would be lost. It's kind of a bonus. It is a bonus. I mean, I wouldn't. it, it might not be. I mean, imagine having all the rich people have all of their money deleted. Oh, that would be quite funny. <laughs> Suddenly everyone would bet square one. I mean, that wouldn't be too bad an idea. No. But it wouldn't happen. It's too... Unless it was like of a truly globally catastrophic scale, data would survive. And a solar flare is the most most likely option for a global EMP, because that, yeah. is, that is a genuine uh, possibility in our solar system. Yeah, I think wars would be difficult, however. Yeah, because you can't communicate or do anything. Well, not only can you not communicate, so you couldn't tell your army, we'd like to go this way, please. Unless you use the, all the old school. Unless you sent pigeons. Um, how do you start your car? How do you start your tank? That's very true. How do you start your boat to go abroad and invade people? Everyone's got they a battery. All, they all work from electronics. So if there was a big enough EMP to knock out everything, chances are the majority of vehicles and everything would be fried as well. So you could have some people, you could get a bunch of people and say, right, we're all walking to France, let's go invade them. And I'm not sure how pleased they'd be. Because guns would still work. Yeah. I'll grant you that. Guns would still work fine. There's no electronics in them that I know of. Well, no, unless you have all the modern ones. Yeah, I'm not an expert. Tracking rounds and all that. Yeah, they'd, well, they'd be stuffed anyway. Yeah. Um, you'd think, unfortunately, that things like missile bases would be protected. Mm. So you could or still launch nuke. nukes at people. Yeah. yeah. So you could still launch nukes at people or shoot people. But could you launch a nuke? I suspect so. It's electronic, isn't it? Yeah, but they're pretty, they're on they're in like underground bunkers and like lead line stuff and stuff, aren't they? Oh, I think I they're too. I think so. they're well protected enough that they're very hard to hit with anything well, EMP. There'd be no clear. security either, anyway. But then I guess you can't hack into anything. You'll be screwed. Though actually, a nuclear a nuclear weapon is another reason you could have um, an EMP. They release electromagnetic pulses yeah. when they go off. So if there was a global war, a nuclear war, that could be the reason all your electrics got knocked out. The world would not be best best pleased, no. Everything no. would be a bit sketch. I think the world would be dead. Nah. Nah, it'd be alright. What? Everyone's sending nukes at each other. Well, there are people still living in Chernobyl. Yeah, but that's like, that was one nuke. No, it was, in, it was a nuclear meltdown yeah, of a nuclear power that's station. One. That's not a nuke. There yeah. are pe- also still people living in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. True. Both of which were also nuked. They were. But that's because people could move back there and repopulate. If the whole world gets hit with... I will, I will, I will call that with one more fact, Mr. Uh, Callum. Yes. There was a gentleman, and I can't remember his name. If you're listening, you can Google it. Please do. Who was in the bombing of Nagasaki? Yeah. Which came first, I think. If I've got it the wrong way around, please do correct me. 
wasn't particularly happy there because it had been bombed, mm. left there, took the train, got to Hiroshima, was in that bombing as well, <laughs> and only died about 10 odd years ago. Damn. Okay, I guess if you're not within the right blast radius. Well, if you don't get blown up, you can get nuclear, you can get radioactive poisoning for sure, mm. but there's not a guarantee it'll kill you. Not unless you're like right within the epicenter. Yes. Good word, mate, epicenter. Epicenter, it's a good word. So for what it's worth, I do genuinely believe that if there were a nuclear war, people would survive. Yes. Maybe not that, maybe you know, there'd be a reduced population, but people would survive. In terms of what I think would happen if there was an EMP in the country, because I've kind of gone off on a tangent there, and I yeah. do apologise to anyone listening, I don't think you could get anything organised enough to have a war. I think you'd just see a lot of anarchy in a lot of countries. Just hope you wait it out. You'd just, you'd just see, you'd see rioting. You'd see people going, right, well, no, one can, no one's going to figure out who I am. Yeah. There's no cameras. Yeah. I can't buy anything from the shops because... I have no money. There's yeah, cash. All, all the banks have gone down. I'd better go and rob this shop. And the fallout from that would be pretty big because that would kill businesses because they'd lose their stock. It would be a while before they could stop back up. So I think you'd see a massive economic downturn. I think there'd be rioting and... I would definitely be one of them losers. <laughs> of course you would. And anarchy for a good... Prob- probably a good couple of months. Go to a Lamborghini dealership, be pushing it down the road. <laughs> this is mine. Nice. So the entirety of society collapses and you want a Lambo. Yeah, I can sell that when it all comes back up. When it all comes back up, you won't have the, the um, paperwork for it. Don't need to. You've just got the keys. I just, I just sign my own paperwork. <laughs> no, no, honestly, I definitely had it before the EMP struck, I promise. Your response to my hypothetical was much better than my response. It normally is with these things. I mean, you had time to think about it. Well, to be fair, you had you could have you recently researched the solar flare thing. I mean, like three months. Brain, you've got a big brain. <laughs> I is the kind of thing I think about. I think about some weird things. Right. That aside. Yep. We've got enough weird things here between the two of us, so I think we'd better move on to what's going on. We shall. And how many do you have today, sir? I've got two. I've got two. Well. Hey, you've got two this time. Yes. Well, you kicked us off last time, and you kicked <coughs> us off with just one. So at least we can take it in turns this time. Yeah. How about you kick us off again? Okay. And I come up with this headline myself. Oh, very Not the headline, but the bit before. So this is a pork rubber headline. Oh, I think I know what this one's about as well. Pig caught running through people's gardens and eating their food. <laughs> Was two... it you? No, oh. this time it wasn't. Uh, two police officers successfully apprehended a pig after he was caught feasting in residents' gardens. Oh, inquiries have suggested that it's someone's pet, but no one has come forward to claim the pig as their own. An eyewitness says that the pig was rampaging around their garden before eating their prized vegetable patch. (laughs) The police officers have nicely not charged the pig for criminal damages and have referred it to an animal sanctuary. Okay, so it's not going to be mincemeat then? No, it's not. (laughs) One of the police officers said they were grateful for the animal sanctuary for taking the pig on before he turned into bacon during the heat. <laughs> that's pretty much, that's my one story. That's a very, not really a big story, but... You'd be amazed how often stuff like that happens. I once dated an animal vet. Yes. Who got called out by the police because there was a pig loose on the motorway. <laughs> Genuinely. Yeah, there was, and they were kind of worried that someone was going to hit it and either, or swerve out the way of it. Mm. There was a pig on the, on, the, on the main road, so they, on the dual carriageway, so they had to call out a vet to come and get it. She Just got in right trouble magic. over that with her boss. Because the van she took wasn't, you're not supposed to put live animals in it. <laughs> so they sedated this pig and stuck it in the back of the, back of the van. <laughs> That's quite funny. And then she got a, a bollocking for putting a live pig in the back of the van. It's like, what are you supposed to do? Leave it there on the motorway. Chain it to the fence. <laughs> <laughs> Man, pigs are strong. You don't want to try and chain one of those anywhere. True. Anyway. Your first news story, if you will, sir. So my first story is a little bit of an old one. And it's a bit of a 
there's not really a resolution to it yet. I don't have a headline for you, but it's about a girl called Natalia Grace Barnett. She sounds Russian. She sounds Eastern European. That's She's cool. Ukrainian. Oh. So this was an old one. This was before the war in Ukraine, so it's not related to that. But she was a Ukrainian orphan. So Natalia Grace Barnett was a Ukrainian orphan adopted by, I think it was in America, adopted by Christine and Michael of the same name. Yeah. Um, Natalia, just to get this out of the way earlier, there's no real delicate way to say it. Natalia suffers from dwarfism. Um, I can see you smirking, Callum. Stop smirking. You're smiling. <laughs> so Natalia is very, very short. And yeah, she was adopted in 2010 by Christine and Michael. And her parents, by 2014 were alleging that she's, she was not, in fact, a six-year-old at the time of adopting, as they were told, but an 18-year-old or 20-year-old woman <laughs> with dwarfism. Yeah. They also claimed during that time that Natalia had tried to pour bleach in Christine's coffee, push her into an electric fence, yeah. and had been caught standing over their bed with sharp objects in her hand. <laughs> they even did, actually did a bone density test on her to try and find out what age she was. And in 2014, at the end of 2014... They took her to an apartment, paid the rent for a year, left loads of canned food, and, if you'll forgive the phrasing, f***ed <laughs> off to Canada and left her there. <laughs> now, since that time, there's been a huge blowout about this. Uh, it came, it came, all came to light in 2019, I think, when there was a, a, something on some TV show in the US of A. Sounds, <laughs> Nathan says that sounds like his wife. Um, <laughs> Very good, sir. Very, Very good. good. <laughs> When Natalia has since been on a TV show, I think it was Dr. Phil, ah, I yeah. don't really know, explaining that she was not, in fact, now a 25-year-old woman. Um, her bone density had shown her to be a couple of years older than the adoption agency had been told, but that would have made her eight at the time of the adopting, not six, not 18 to 20. Yeah. And her mother has actually also turned up, her birth mother. Yeah. Uh, a woman by the name of, I'm really going to struggle with this, Anna Volodymyrian. No. Volodymyrivna. Volodymyrivna. Anna Volodymyrivna. Anna Volodymyrivna Gara. Vladimir. No, not Vladimir. That was hard to say. Has since also come at the woodwork and admitted to this being her daughter that she gave up yeah. when she was like three or four or two or whatever it was. So it seems like actually she was pretty legit I can't vouch for whether or not she actually was standing over people's beds with knives so they left an 8 year old in off that other road yes they left an um, by then she was not 8 she was 14 okay but yes they left a child on her own in a flat with canned food and left her to it and have since been charged with child neglect a slightly happy ending to the story isn't that Natalia has since been adopted by Antoine and Cynthia May and hasn't tried to kill either of them so everything now seems to be okay. But the actual, her actual definite ages were still hard to prove because you can't really guarantee the woman who's come out in Ukraine is definitely her mother. It's a hard one to check. Yeah. What with this being cross-national. Mm -hmm. So exactly how much of what Christine, uh, Christina and Michael claimed yeah. is still unproven. I, should, I would also like to point out I'm not making this up and I'm not just retelling the 2009 film Orphan. <laughs> <laughs> in which, for those of you who don't know it, a couple adopt a, a, um, a child that turns out to be a Russian dwarf that's, that kills people. So I'm not just making this up. It is a genuine story, I promise. Anyway, Mr. Callum, your next news story, please. <laughs> how, do I, how do I trump that? Would you like me to do my uh, next news story while you try and figure out your handwriting, Callum? Okay, you ready? I'm ready. 
alligator found hissing outside an ATM at users in Texas you as they tried to withdraw money. You have a real thing with alligators in your news story. I do. I think of the last like, two months, about half of your news stories have contained alligators. Or animals. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, police officers in Texas captured an alligator lurking around the ATM and hissing at customers, making <laughs> withdrawals. <laughs> One eyewitness said she uh, called the police after hearing a hissing but not seeing where it was coming from. Uh, the police turned up and saw a three and a half foot alligator okay. lurking around. Big old beastie then. No, small beastie. Relatively small beastie. Yes. Beastie. Pretty well, so you wouldn't want to be there, would you? No, you wouldn't want to get nipped by it. No. And I said it, it took three police officers and a... Mate, I need to improve my writing. Yes, it took three police officers to subdue the beast and relocate it to an appropriate habitat. And I did add one little note for myself on this. Yes. I guess this brings ATM security to a whole new level. Well, I assumed it was what with the, you know, finances biting everyone and everything. <laughs> the biting pun was not intended, just to clarify. <laughs> of course it was. The alligators are there going, are you sure you need to withdraw this money? Can you Should afford you be spending to? this? Yes. Is this your money or are you going to be overdrawn? Yeah, exactly. Put a little bow tie on him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'd be it's great. Not, it's not an alligator, it's a financial advisor. You know what I'm going to be Googling later? Alligator and bow ties. <laughs> See if it's a bow tie alligator. I'm sure it's a thing. Have you ever seen a picture of a Tibetan fox? No. It looked like someone tried to draw a regular fox and couldn't get the face right. <laughs> they just look really fed up with everyone. They're great. <laughs> anyway, I do have one more news story for us, Mr. Khan. Excellent. Man woke up. In a coffin, after a night out, having been sacrificed. <laughs> this sounds like a new story from the future. That's what I'm going to do to you. <laughs> so this is Victor Hugo Mika Alvarez, yeah. age 30, who was in Bolivia yeah. for the Mother Earth Festival, the first day of... Um, I should clarify, it's not a necessarily completely non nonsense news story because the people of Bolivia and at the first day of the Mother Earth Festival and during the Mother Earth Festival engage in something called, uh, make some things called Sulus. I might be saying that wrong, but either way. Um, they believe during August, Mother Earth's moor is open for sacrifices, as it were, to give back to the Earth. And sacrifices to her include sort of more basic things like sort of sweets and coca leaves. Yeah. Which, yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, to, to things like desiccated llamas, live animals, animal fetuses, all kinds of rather grim sacrificial things. Yeah. So, and there is actually a fear that amongst the indigenous people, there is still a practice underground of human sacrifices during this time of year. The yeah. idea is you give back to the planet and then they give you... Again, it's this this harvest festival thing. You sacrifice to them, and then they give you a good good bounty. Circle of life. Yes. Thank you, Mufasa. <laughs> but yes, so he he went out on this first night of the uh, Mother Earth Festival. Yeah. Got absolutely plastered. Yeah. And woke up in a coffin, underground, buried. Damn. Possibly with a possibly with a, a glass fronting, I think, because he then literally had to break his way out of this coffin, buried underground, cutting his hands up in the process. Yeah. Having woken up because he needed a wee, basically, as far as I can gather, <laughs> having been absolutely trolleyed, manages to dig his way out of this shallow grave. Yeah. And the police don't <laughs> have refused to believe him. But the coffin's in there and a broken glass under the ground. Yes, the coffin's there, Not but they can't. Just... 
their insistence is that he's too drunk to really be able to say why he got there. So, I mean, we've all done some really stupid things when we've been drunk. You were telling me last week you woke up, woke up naked on your front lawn. I did, yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. So it's not necessarily that they think it's impossible, but it's very difficult to prove when you've been too drunk. You can't name anyone. You can't name where you've been. You can't well name what you've done. You Should can't... phone out recorded it. Absolutely. <laughs> um, or the other possibility is that what it, with it being a Bolivian ritual and a thing in Bolivia, perhaps there is a little bit of a cover-up going on. Yeah. And actually they don't want to start reporting people for making sacrifices that are potentially still done in Bolivia. Mm. So it's all a bit... Um, shady. It's all a little bit shady. Yes, it's this whole idea of giving back to the earth and what with, the, what with there being a suspicion that it's still done, I honestly don't know which would be the case. That's like one of my biggest fears, being buried alive. It, I don't fancy it, no. to be honest. It doesn't sound like an awful lot of fun. Isn't that how you become a vampire? I'm not a vampire! <laughs> Gotta dig your way out of a grave. Put you in a grave. Oh, please do. Ah, Nathan's... <laughs> that's sweet. Nathan has just said to us that it's Lauren's birthday today and he would like us to give her a shout-out. So, happy birthday, Lauren. I hope you have a fantastic day. And the actual airing of this episode is going to be a week late. Excellent. And bad Nathan. Happy belated <laughs> birthdays to you, Lauren. <laughs> Hopefully Nathan spoils you. If he doesn't spoil you, he's doing it wrong. Exactly. He's going to put a wig on for you and everything. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I agree this just for you, babe. <laughs> Sorry, Nate, didn't mean it. But, yeah. So, I mean, we've all had some crazy nights out where we haven't quite remembered what happened. I've never woken up in a grave under the ground. Nor have I. Don't try it. I don't say I ever want to wake up in a grave under, under the ground. Yes. However, I think that covers us for what's going on today, uh, Mr Callum. I think it does. I think we'd better go on to our riddles. I can be quick and then I'm deadly. I am a rock, shell and bone medley. If I were a man, I would make people dream. I gather in my millions by lake, sea, and stream. I'm. There's only one thing I can think of, and that's a riverbed. A riverbed. Yeah, because that's the only way dreaming. You there's a bed involved. That's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> I I am highly familiar with the riverbed man. Okay, right. Are you ready for my riddle again? I'm ready, sir. I can be a member of a group, but I can never blend in. What am I? The problem is, the time we're supposed to be thinking about this the time, is the time we're talking about exactly. the podcast live. It makes it very different, difficult to give an answer. I can be a member of a group, but I can never blend in. I've got nothing, mate. <laughs> like, genuinely, I don't even have an answer. Once more of yours, please. I can be a member of a group, but I can never blend in. What am I? I've got no idea. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to forfeit on this one. I've got no idea. Does that mean I get a pity point? No, it doesn't mean you get a pity point. Fine, I guess camels. You'd be correct, sir. (laughs) I'm kidding. Okay, camels. (laughs) Anyway, camels. My petulant answer aside, I do think that brings us to the end of the podcast. Unless you have anything else you wished to bring up, Mr. Callum. I do have something oh. I want to bring up, which, which is nothing important or... Well, you're really selling it Basically... Here, you're really selling it. Things that ironically describe what they are. Right. I find it quite funny. So, obviously, lamppost. It's a lamp on a post. I mean, the Americans do this with everything. Yeah. You've got horseback riding and sidewalks. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mm. find it quite funny. I got, I got post box as well. Yep. 
And I also have a headboard, which is where your head goes. Well, the Germans are really big for doing this. We yeah. spoke about this a few episodes ago. Yeah. The Germans love doing that kind of thing. You've got the... Um, what was it? Hand glove. Yeah, hand, handschuh is uh, a glove, which is a handshoe. <laughs> and their word for gums actually means tooth meat, which is still horribly, horribly disturbing as a yeah. word. Tooth meat or tooth flesh. Tooth flesh. I'm not okay with that. But no, they, they, they love doing that kind of thing. It's brilliant. They're compound words, I think. They that's what I had. don't think I have a joke of it in my life for today, so... I can't think of any. That's a good enough joke. <laughs> exactly. The one thing I did want to do, whilst we've still got time, is just ask everyone who has listened and potentially enjoyed it. If you've listened to it on a podcast provider, please make sure you rate us, please make sure you share it, because the more people listen, the more people join it, the more fun we will all have. And, and less work we have to do. Yeah, I'm not sticking on with that bit. He forgets to bring in new stories anyway, so don't take his word for it. Yeah, I do. However, we'd better get into how to contact us, Mr Callum. Well, I think we should indeed. For those of you watching us on TikTok, it is Expresso Babe, the podcast. Just to reiterate, Expresso Babe is E-X-P-R-E-S-S-O. It is indeed. And those of you watching us on Facebook will know we also have a Facebook group, which is Expresso Babe. Don't forget there is a space between those two words. We are also on Instagram, which is Expresso underscore Babe underscore. And we are on YouTube. Um, I haven't uploaded every single episode yet, but we will be uploading every episode, and we will also be uploading clips of our favourite bits, as well as potentially clips from outside of the regular podcast. That is also Expresso Babe. Again, a space between those two words. We shall be indeed. We are also on Twitter, which is Expresso underscore Babe. And if you want to get hold of us on email, you can get us at Expresso.Babe at Yahoo.com. So, having gotten through that, all that remains is for me to thank everyone who's watched us today, and thank you for joining me, Mr Callum, and everyone who's going to listen to us next week. Thank you, everyone, and it's always a pleasure to say... Never a chore. We'll, we'll see you see next, next time. time. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>